Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazzo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazzo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to a very special New Year's Eve edition of the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Pooba, Senator, Pagoda, Grinder, and Bam Bam, a full house of lizards. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some champagne, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as yet another official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cuban cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. Senator introduces us to the world of grower champagne. We discuss CA naming the Upman 2 Cigar of the Year, and we review our year in cigar and spirits ratings all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar and enjoy as we pair Vilmar and C Grand Cellier Brute Champagne with the 2011 Vegas Robania Classicos. A lizard favorite on the pod tonight. We talk about this cigar a lot. A vintage discontinued cigar from Vegas Robania called the Classico. It's a Lonsdale 42 ring gauge by six and a half inches long. Um, 
we must have mentioned this cigar on the podcast a hundred times since we've, we've I mean, done this. It's a it's a group favorite. Yeah, it's a lizard lizard. It's a uh, legendary cigar. It's a lizard classic. Yeah, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, you know, we've all had we all have very special memories with this cigar. Um, unfortunately, it was discontinued in 2012, alongside a lot of other Habanos releases and Vegas Robania cigars. Unfortunately, certainly one I wish they would bring back. But um, I'm very excited to smoke this tonight, boys. I'm surprised we haven't reviewed this earlier. Yeah, we and saved I, it for a special occasion. Oh yeah, little New Year's Eve action. Yes, so there's, there's very few boxes available. That's true. You know, yeah. for some reason, you see the old ones come up more often. Yeah, but the 11s, they're completely disappeared. Kind of a unicorn. Let's cut this thing, boys. See, we're getting on the cold draw on the wrapper. Very excited. So I, you know, I we talk about this a lot. I I have a box of these that we bought a few years ago. Um, I think Puba found these. Puba introduced us to this cigar. Yeah, you found these cigars, right, Puba? Um, yes. And then we all ran out and bought boxes from well, the same retailer. Not, oh, some of us didn't. Not well, only those of us that know how to follow instructions. Yeah, <laughs> I did not follow instructions. <laughs> Honestly, Senator gave me my first Classico. Yeah, so Rooster gave me mine, and I'll never forget where I was and what I. I remember everything about it. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking about the cigar earlier today. This fucking thing left an imprint on me. I'll never forget. Same. It, in fact, for me personally, I'm going to go out on, on a limb and say this. This has started my venture or pursuit of cuban cigars this is really the for me the the catalyst for starter absolutely so i'm in a similar camp in that when puba first discovered this he comes over my place we're sitting in my lounge it's just the two of us and puba says to me i got something you got to (laughs) try and i'm looking at this cigar i'm not super familiar at this point with vegas robania i wouldn't say i was smoking a lot of lonsdales at that time and puba's like it's a smaller ring gauge there's merit to these, and this cigar is going to blow your hair back. And I remember being so skeptical, just even lighting this cigar, and I'll never forget just the first puff. The flavor was just unbelievable. And I mean, I was gushing about this cigar to like all the lizards for days, and crazy. we got so lucky, obviously, being able to source a, a few boxes, at least for some, most of us to get just one box. But this is easily like the most prized, cherished cigar I probably own. There's no doubt, no doubt about it. Same here. I mean, I, I look at this box sitting in my tower. I think there's probably now, after tonight, maybe 18 left. And it's like, I just see the box in there. I don't reach for them. I probably should because, you know, hopefully they don't start falling off in flavor from where they've been. But this is the first time I've had this in well over a year. You yeah, should sell them sure. to me. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> or smoke one a year. <laughs> yeah, or just or smoke them. Yeah, that's what... I mean, you know, you know, holidays at some and point, stuff. Yeah. Now, how long ago was it that Senator you gave this to me in your in your lounge? It's got to be two and Probably a half years. Two years, well, maybe yeah. longer than that. I think it was yeah, before the pandemic. How how do you know that these are going to lose flavor when there's guys smoking like 1970s? Monty you don't know. Twos? I'm not saying that. I, no, I'm no, not saying that. But you don't know. But well, you I'm, don't know. I think it's just the risk. Like how this is smoking right now is to me the the epitome of perfection. Oh, totally. Yeah. So it's like if it were to deviate at all from this, I'll be heartbroken. Yeah. What if it gets better? Oh, I don't yeah. think that's possible. Yeah, that's well, well, actually, you you have the O one, and I we'll prefer do those the eleven. Next year. Here's the crazy thing: it's only been let's say it's three years. The cigar, the Cuban cigar knowledge that I think has has developed in this group has gone from I think one to a hundred 
in a, in a heartbeat. It's just incredible how that that uh, the knowledge and the, the pursuit of the Cuban cigar has ramped up for us yeah. from I think this cigar. I, I totally I think, agree. I think to your point on that though, for me, uh, for it, me, it's more it 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 got me out of my comfort zone with Cubans and wanting to explore more mm. because I was a guy, I mean, I was exactly smoking right. D4s for a long time, yeah. like some of the traditional stuff that yeah. I still love today, but I wasn't really venturing out too much and trying Vegas Robania. Right. Uh, I wasn't smoking that many Lonsdale. So like when Puba gave me this cigar, I was like, I want to go a lot deeper down this Cuban rabbit hole. Like there's it, probably so much stuff that I don't funny, know. That it's I funny. He said that not to interrupt. We were talking about D4s and P2s that night. And this thing came up. You weren't there, Puba. I wish you were because I would have thanked you. This has just, I think, changed my world. This yeah. is what the Cuban tobacco is all about. Totally. Oh, yeah. Because totally. you get that one fantastic Cuban cigar. And it doesn't matter. It could be in you know, Hoyo Epi 2. It could be a D4. And you get that perfect balance of aged Cuban tobacco. Yeah. And you chase that. Yeah. And you keep chasing that. You might not find it for... Months could be years. It's true. And you may never find it again. It's worth that chase. So I first discovered these. I actually only bought five of them. And I had smoked one and by myself. And I said, this is the best cigar I've ever had in my life. And then I went to, to the senator's lounge and I said, you really need to try this cigar. It, it, it may be the best cigar I've ever had. He's saying, I will see. Um, I was as a, he does. I was know, a skeptic. As he does. And we sat there where we're watching a game or something, and then and he lit it, and he actually didn't say anything for like five seconds. Yeah. And then he just looked at me, and he went, wow. Yeah. It's magic. And, and I said, I told you, man, and it's only going to get better. And he was like, uh, wow. And that was, you know, and that was my reaction as well. I, I said, you know, and then after that, it was like, then I scored a box and it started and happening. It, it started happening. Yeah. Well, I remember sitting at the, to me, this is the genesis of chasing, not just aged Cuban cigars, but Cuban cigars, like really understanding the magic that can come from an experience from this, you know, a cigar like this. And I, this was the start of it. And I'll never forget, you know, sitting with Rooster. and Was that on his me. patio? No, it was actually at our old, uh, our old lounge. Oh, okay. Yeah, fireplace and everything. Oh, wow. So, okay. It'll be right. the first time I'll be trying this. So I'm looking awesome. forward to it. Oh. It's going to be a big night, boys. Oh, yeah. So uh, what are you guys getting on the uh, cold draw? Well, it's going to be amazing. We can tell. Mm-hmm. Cocoa. Little uh, little potpourri type of thing going on, a little floral. A, a touch and some dry fruit and cocoa yep. for me. Wrapper mm. is beautiful. I mean, oh yeah, it's just simple Vegas Robania classic band, black it's, and gold. It's even balanced Brown on the cold draw. Vision. It's like a little bit tobacco. It's a little bit of earth. Mm. It's a little bit of cocoa. It's a little bit sweet. I get cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe you have some bacon. baking spices yeah. that come through in the cold little draw. little fig. Yeah. Mm. All right, boys, here we go. Let's light this thing. You I'm know, what's, what's amazing is also, you know, like the compared to the 01 box. Yeah. The wrappers on this are like milk chocolate. Yeah. But the 01 yeah. box are like super dark, dark. They're dark. Yeah. yeah. I brought a 01 bo- uh, Vegas with me tonight. Much deeper in color. You should, you should light both of them up. <laughs> so, again, we're lighting the Vegas Robania Classico. From February 2011. 
discontinued cigar, which breaks my heart. It's literally been at least two years since I've had one of these. Yeah, it's a long time. Oh, my God. Jeez, I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, there's just two things that jump out. We actually didn't mention this when we started talking about this stick. When I opened the box to take one of these out, you just look at the foot of every cigar in there. The, oh. They're perfectly rolled. Like I can't remember a box of Cuban cigars that I've looked at and said every single stick in the box is perfect. Usually you're going to find a few here or there that you see are not packed enough or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So the construction's really impeccable. And man, the combustion that this small ring gauge puts out, just the first light, unbelievable. And, and the look at this one match. One match. Look at you. Look at the me. Look at this one match. <laughs> Puba lit with a match tonight. Fingertips very ele- very elegant light from Puba. Beautiful. What Ooh. beautiful. With with with, with there the is, matches from Cuba, Partagas matches from Cuba. There, oh my God. there is something about how this hits the the middle and back of my tongue that no other cigar that I've ever smoked does. It's so unique. And it's so consistent to this specific cigar. Such a unique box. cigar. What are you guys getting? I mean, right off the bat, you get some cocoa. Like sure, right. I'm saying I'm getting this effervescence on the um, retro hill. Mm. It's like it's like a bubbly, sparkling soda, you know. Oh, we're gonna get into some bubbly. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> it is New Year's. How appropriate! This is uh, you know what it is exactly as I remember. It's there's a balance to this cigar that it's almost there's a level of complexity, and I don't want to really like. I'm not even exaggerating here. There, there, there's something about it that's almost hard to like pin down. <laughs> this enigma of an awesome cigar. It's just, it's got everything going for it. it. There's a lot happening for me when I smoke it. There's, it's tobacco. It's like, it's cedar. It's sweet. It's, it's got kind of everything in there, and you get a lot of different notes that are going on. There's no kind of singular thing that's happening it's complex and it's smooth very it is smooth very silk very smooth a little floral too right yeah Yeah. there's like that's what i'm saying there's just so many things going on with the cigar and and the aged tobacco the 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 mustiness of the aged tobacco really to me kind of marries everything like mm-hmm. like puba saying it's really the best of everything cuba has to offer across all of the lines and yeah. all the great cigars we love sure and it's married by this um this glue of just an incredible mustiness that there's nothing else like well, it. It, it, it to me it almost it doesn't like over over index on let's say if you were if you were smoking a uh an mdo uh four where it's so floral that it's 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 yes that's a characteristic of that cigar that sure. is just that is just and fantastic a, and right a ton and, of people, dry and people like yeah. people love yeah. that we love but if it. you go back and you talk to rob isla he's like i just never understood it you yeah. know like it was just for me not my jam mm. i know everybody loves this but this like from i think this thing is very versed this cigar for whatever it's, anyone would like this there's got everything going on if you really like floral it's there there's some floral there if you like a little cocoa the cocoa's there it's if all there. like it's kind of all there yeah it's just got a lot going on <laughs> and I, i've had other aged robanias um i've had aged unicos i've had aged famosos um not quite 2011 i think they were like maybe 2014 2013 
and it really makes me realize how much of a standout this specific yeah there's vitola is from them it's really it's special it really stands yeah, out that's special you know and it's such a sin again we've talked about this all the time about lonsdales and and skinny long cigars like this kind of going the way of the dodo but this is it's a really a sin that this this cigar doesn't exist anymore i just picking up on what puba said i i, I couldn't agree more to me this is the most complex cuban cigar in that if if i could have someone blend a cigar for me with flavor notes that i love like this is it and it's just like taking everything i've ever loved in any cigar and somehow all marrying it together just like you're describing like I, there's nothing else like it because there are like you could pick up little things right like oh i taste a little monte cristo in there and you can be like oh i taste a little bit of almost like that partagas baking spice but with pepper in there do you know what i mean it's, it's like got the best all of. it's like the best yeah. of all worlds i don't i mean am i nuts best no, of all because we haven't really outfit. discussed I mean, we've always said it's great but we haven't discussed the cigar together at length, really, like Mm-mm. like this. Well, we've we all, never smoked. This we've never one, smoked this together. It's at true. One at one sitting, we yeah, haven't. Right? I guess yeah. haven't we? No, we we've haven't. Not. Never. It's always been a few of us here yeah. and there. Yeah. So pagoda, this is your first time having the smoke. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think a very uh, pleasant taste throughout my tongue. So even on the side of the tongues, I feel a really like uh, I call it saltiness maybe earthiness but there's something over there on the side of my tongue as well i think for cocoa i didn't get the immediate cocoa thing till the time i you know when you take that slight gulp later it's like a little bit that's when i felt a little bit of the cocoa very very pleasant yeah it's like um the way i understand it is it's it's very complex for sure from from the very beginning i'm glad you mentioned the saltiness because on the finish I get like that salty twanging it. Like when you said, Oh, I can see a little Monty in this. Like I was like, ding, ding, ding. Like mm-hmm. that's what I get on the finish and partigas and up. I mean, so many things are in this, but I love the salty sort of twangy finish that this thing delivers. For sure. Yep. I think best of everything puts it right on the nail there. Perfect description. Come on, you guys summer. are spoiling me. This best of everything. Yeah. It's it's bright. It's crisp, but it's also smooth and creamy and milky it's fantastic definitely creamy as well yeah let's um what are these going for now they don't go for anything anything. i know (laughs) i don't even know what okay so i did the last box i I think i grabbed the last box that came up you did puva what did you pay for this box i think i paid i think Giz, you could look back maybe into the or i could I want to pay, say I paid. Actually, I can't just, look it up. Just, I think I just paid. I think I paid just under eight hundred. I'm gonna look no, it up I right think, now. I think you paid more. Really? No, I don't. No, know. I didn't no, pay. No, 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 no. no. On, on the group? Yes, yeah, on the group. Yeah. Really? It was under eight hundred. No, it was under eight hundred dollars. I want to say I paid seven eighty-five. Bro, I, I feel like that's right. I would pay every dollar of that for this box. I, every dollar. I'd pay a grand for this box, no doubt. Remember the guy criticized me because he said I overbid by like twenty bucks. Yeah, I remember that twenty dollars, and, 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 and I was like, "Hey, fuck off!" Like so I pissed. want it. You don't know how bad I wanted to bid on that. Uh, all time. of us are you kidding me? I, I mean, this this is how you know we we love and appreciate Puba. I mean, just imagine all of us are sitting here gushing about this cigar. I mean, some of us would practically kill someone to get a box Absolutely. of these. Absolutely. And this box comes up, and we're all gunning for it. Like everyone in their mind is like, "I want this box," and Puba's like. 
I want it. Stand down. I found it. And we all, we, we held the line. We didn't go for it. And Puba deservingly got it. Do you guys remember what we paid for it in February yes. of 21? Yes. I want to say six fifty. Wow. $437. Yeah, I knew it was $4 something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Four hundred and change. That's how much a box of D fours is going for. If you could find a deal now, yeah. But you know, I think some people don't even know or appreciate how good this cigar is. It's a little bit of a sleeper, mm. but not totally for those who know. But it's somewhat maybe of a sleeper. You know, it doesn't have that. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a sleeper for some. Yeah, not after this pod comes out. Yeah, <laughs> this is, this is really, uh, yeah. It's as just, I remember it, it's it, exactly as you remember it's it. It's just crazy how an imprint is created from this cigar years and years ago, and you never forget it. Yeah. It's just something you keep thinking about. It's unbelievable. Well, it's like the golf shot analogy. Yeah. Know, yeah. From Robbie, you, know, you hit that perfect golf shot. This is like the perfect golf shot. You know, if, if, if Cuban chasing Cuban yeah. cigars is like you know, hitting a golf shot, this is this is like a driver 350 down the middle. You, you know the other box? You know, I was yeah. about to say. You know the box that I bought after mm-hmm. this, by the way, to chase out their aged Cuban cigars trying to. Continue to chase this was that box of Romeo and Julieta uh, Churchill's from 2013. Oh, that, that was Puba's favorite <laughs> classic box. No, no, honestly, the one and only. That cigar made it in an ashtray. Got like dumped eight, after two puffs. That seems like ages ago. It if, was. Wow, that was so long ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, Years. If I may say, the uh, another cigar that's left an imprint is that Culebra, the Romeo Culebra. Oh yeah, the part of its Culebra. Yeah, the one we did on the pod. That is that. These that are was delicious. These yeah. are special cigars that you're not just gonna you're not gonna wow. find them. The it's Calabra crazy. is kind of cool because that's a that's a real sleeper. Yeah, it is. Like people don't really realize, I think, how awesome those cigars are. And if you like, if you like, and I think everyone would back me up in this. If you like Ligorio Cubana, if you like an MDO four, if you like that kind of floral, floral. that yeah. kind of floral thing going on, then um, the Calabra, the Calabra's for you, no doubt. And it, and it gives you a little dessert flavor too, and so if you like that cigar, try Calabra with some age on it. Yeah. You if, may find a deal because people don't um, pursue those as much because, well, they're Calabras. Mm-hmm. The thing that just kills me, honestly, the sad part about this cigar, I, I'm thinking of all of our favorite sticks, and they're all, I think, literally all, with this being the one exception, still in production today. Mm. I mean, you know, yeah. kids are obsessed with Lucy's. We love 898s. Like, I mean, the MDOs, like, right, You can the four is still made. I mean, this is the only cigar I can think of that we, like, revere so much that's yeah. no longer made. And I, for the life of me, don't understand why they wouldn't bring this cigar back. That's true. Yeah. Is the MDO 2 still made? Or is that no, just, it was canceled at the same time. Four. That's also incredible, that MDO number two. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Another, another cigar. That you just can't forget. But we've talked about this. I mean, at, at you know, it's a matter of just labor. Yeah. You know, the the brands that are lower in the Habanos portfolio, they've trimmed all of the what they've thought was the excess, I guess, in the in the two thousand tens. So many Vitolas got canceled, and now they're using these brands like Robania and and uh, Logoria Cubana and 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 some of these others. They're going to start using them to release smaller but batches of really high-end premium cigars in ridiculous packaging mm. you know like we've seen with uh, lgc they just they just released um right. a really high-end thing and they're putting out 10 count boxes that retail for a thousand bucks selection oh. selection you know uh, before they even hit the it's outrageous the it's crazy it's outrageous it's crazy 
what surprises me is that, uh, you know, you, there's so many permutations and combinations within, you know, the tobacco, tobacco leaves of one country. It's crazy. Yeah. And and the, how many hands have touched the cigars? We've, you know, think about... Well, we saw uh, firsthand, yeah. Yeah, how crazy it is that, you know, probably 150, 200 people have touched the cigar from from seed to to being in our, our hands right now. Yeah. I mean... It's amazing to think that someone rolled this cigar in February 2011, and here we are in New Year's Eve 2022, you know, all sitting around lighting them up. It's pretty incredible. You know, I wonder wonder where the recipe is for this cigar. It's got to be in someone's closet somewhere, huh? Julia Child's cookbook. It's gone, it's gone, for, it's gone forever. It's no. whatever that... Yes, it is. It's whatever that master blend, whatever that blender was or the factory manager. And, and the leaf that he had at that time, at that I guess. At that time. Wow. All right, are we are we it's ready? Time. There, there's we, only one thing we need a drink to pair with a stick like this. We need to pop some shit. Let's do it. I, Let's I, go. I, I totally <laughs> concur. All right, Pooba, we need the play-by-play. Okay, here's Senator. He's got a weapon in his hand. He's pointing it at Pagoda <laughs> as per usual. <laughs> uh, he has it. He has these bottles of champagne, which we haven't had before we have not they're apparently entering a whole new world tonight boys yes so apparently we're entering a world uh of grower champagne i have no idea what that is but it sounds boutique it does uh it sounds like it's a small batch um uh and so we're looking forward to this okay he's preparing the bottle he's wiping it down he's going through his his ritual he's um moving his microphone out of the way and oh, wait, he's close to the mic. Whoa! All right. Beautiful. That Beautiful. never, ever disappoints. Never gets old. That is so cool. It is. By the way, this well is done, such Senator. a clean straight cut. It looks very like. clean. This is very good. It's a straight cut. It's a perfect circumcision. A, you should be <laughs> you, you should be a moil. A moil. <laughs> on the side. You should circumcise babies. <laughs> With the saber? Yeah. <laughs> And then pop a bottle. <laughs> Thank you, Senator. Look how decadent that looks. Mm. Uh, mazel tov. Mazel, oh, mazel. Yeah. <laughs> mazel, mazel. Rabbi Senator. Wow. I just have to say, this is great. Yeah, this is wonderful. So can you guys believe, I, while Senator Garcon is still walking around pouring champagne, as of course is tradition, um, it's pretty incredible to me that this is our second New Year's Eve special episode. Like, yeah. It's kind of wild, man. Yeah. It is wild. It is, it is like, wild. Didn't we do a, a caviar thing at one of them? We did. We did a caviar last year for New Year's Eve. Uh, we did D4s. That's right. And we did Paul Roger. Yeah. Right. And you're bringing in butter poached lobster tails. Now. I am. Yeah, they're on their way. <laughs> they're on their way. A little late <laughs> through wonder. A little on late. The wonder truck. <laughs> lobster thermidor. All right. So uh, I know that we want to drink this, but just tell us what we have, and then we'll go into ex- the details of the grower champagne and whatnot. But just what do we ha- what do we have in our hand right now? All right. So this is, as Puba said, a grower champagne. We're going to talk a little bit about what that means. This is a whole new, really fascinating world in champagne. Um, the champagne that we're drinking tonight is uh, Vilmar and C. Uh, Grand Cellier, uh, Premier Crew. Uh, it is awesome. Um, I have a whole story how I tried this. Awesome. I, I'll tell you after, but cheers, boys. Cheers, cheers. boys. Happy cheers. New Year. Cheers. Thank you so much. Happy New Year to you all. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers.
Cheers, everybody. Cheers, cheers, cheers. everybody. Rooster. Cheers. Booba. Cheers. Gentlemen. Cheers. 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 Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. That's different. Oh, Lord. That is different. Mm. I like how um, <laughs> it's not overwhelming in any way. It's very smooth, but it's not like a kicky around kind of flavor. No. There, there's one thing that jumps out to me. I'm not sure if you're getting it's, it's a little, there's a little tart citrusy thing happening, a slight on the front. On the finish, yes, but right up front, it's super creamy. Yeah. It's like mousse like. Mm. Wow, that's delicious. Guys, try it with the cigar. Holy moly. Wow. <laughs> okay, there's like a viscosity to this that's just like a, there's a, that's different maybe. It's got, it's got some legs. Mm. Maybe it doesn't have as much carbonation. Wow. This is so good. I can't explain it, but um, i got to get more into it. Yeah, you're right. You don't see the carbonation in the glass so much. Like. Honestly, it's delicious. Yeah, it's really nice. A little bit of a mineral there I, I get, just a touch. Fantastic. It's, it, I mean, it's sweeter than those, those kind of British style. Not that they're British style, but Boulanger or Paul Roger, I mean, it's a much different style. Uh, I definitely agree with that. Uh, if you compare this to Paul Roger, the other thing I'm getting in this, which is uh, to me pairing well with the cigar, it's also floral. Yeah. yeah. And the finish lingers a little bit. It does. Nicely. I think, Long finish. I yeah. think that this is a perfect choice to pair with the cigar. Even like, I think Paul Roger and, and, and uh, uh, what was the other one we did? Boulanger. Boulanger. Both would really do well with this, but I think this was the perfect um, subtle companion to the cigar we have in our hand. That's the operative word. Subtle? When you said subtle companion, yeah. you know, Puba was talking before about the cigar we're smoking and describing it as it has a little bit of a lot of things, but nothing really is overpowering in it. And I think like, you know, Paul Roger, it's, it's very dry. Um, and like it leads with that like dry tart flavor, which is super refreshing, pairs amazingly with something rich like caviar. Um, with this, you're getting a little bit of a bunch of things like this creamy mousse, some floral, some of the other notes you guys have mentioned, mm -hmm. but nothing like takes like over nope. and, and is so far ahead of the rest. It's like everything's kind of balanced nicely next to each other. And But um, I will say it's very satisfying. And I can, I can drink this for quite a while and be very happy with it. Well, that's yeah. what I'm planning that on doing. It's, it's very, very good. <laughs> Very good. Well, it, it could hold up with food. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This would be really nice with fish, with sushi. With fish, sushi. Your salmon yeah. dinner that you had salmon earlier. Salmon dinner yeah. I had tonight. Yep. Very nice. I like, there's like a minerality that would put, put itself up with the steak. Yep. I noted that earlier, yeah. The minerality is, is so spot on. So I, I, I mean, we've talked about my love of wine, and that's mostly red wine, but I've more recently in the last several years also started to get a bit into white wine. And the minerality in this reminds me of a Greek assertico. Like as soon as Grinder said, I'm like, I, I'm getting the same thing, and that's what an Assertico grape gives you. Are there any Greek, uh, like sparkling wines? There are. I would not recommend them. Oh really? <laughs> so just a quick thing on on grower champagne. So I have to give my mother-in-law credit because I've loved champagne for a very long time, but I hadn't myself really ventured outside of the big champagne houses that a lot of us are familiar, you know, the Paul Rogers, Vouv, all these guys. 
Um, and what's really unique about grower champagnes is that the big champagne houses, basically all the champagnes we've reviewed up until now, none of them actually grow their own grapes. They are buying grapes from a ton of different places, blending it, and then bottling it to the consumer. So they don't actually make the, the what's in that bottle. They just essentially blend it, bottle it. Grower champagnes, they actually produce, they make those grapes on their property um, bottle, make everything happens in one place. So it's kind of like in wine, like, you know, if you buy like an estate Cabernet, what that's telling you is that, that, that grape was grown on their estate, on their property, and then, you know, fermented and bottled as opposed to just a standard cab. That's maybe more accessibly priced that comes from grapes. They bought all over Napa or whatever region, and then they blended it and just bottled it. So, um, there's a lot of history from these are smaller, um, smaller growers that, that produce this stuff. I mean, I had looked, uh, Vilmar and, uh, and C, I think they only produce 2,600 cases a year. Wow. I mean, it's the big champagne houses move that in like days. Yeah. I mean, that's so not a lot. Is the, I have a question. Yeah. Is the, is the class, so I know with French Burgundy, the class, the, the French classification goes Village, Premier Cru, Grand Cru. But that differs in some regions. So this is Premier Cru. Does that mean it's the middle or does that mean it's the top? So it's actually very weird because um, there is not like a accepted standard in Champagne for some reason. It's like the two are warring against each other saying that Premier Cru or Grand Cru is one is better than the other. Um, I don't have a particular take on on which is, is better, but they are the two highest designations in Champagne. Um, that basically says that these vineyards, uh, where they are located, is where the premier champagne grapes are from, um, and they produce that. So this right. uh, we're drinking is a premier crew. Because I know in the Burgundy region, they regulate that, but the government regulates that heavily. Um, I learned about that many, many years ago when I was there. It, it, and, but, the, but, that's, but that region does it that way, and I believe that Bordeaux doesn't classify their wine it's reversed maybe i don't quote me on that but it, it my point being is that if you, you see you're Puba, right you're right no poop I, I gotta say first of all like a plus Puba's spot on it is reverse in bordeaux it's reverse the premier in crew is the yes. highest and the grand crew is lower where what you were saying with burgundy it's the exact opposite, opposite. and i think that's why with champagne they were kind of clever to realize like this is kind of bullshit like how, one is not truly necessarily that much better than the other. And so they just kind of say that the two of them are the highest designations and they just let them war for, you know, right. who has bragging rights to think that they have the better. I paid attention on the, the tour. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't drink enough because you remember a lot. <laughs> so you know what's funny about this happening today, Senator? is I got an email from Departures Magazine, which I believe is United Airlines Magazine. It's Amex, right? Or Amex. It's Amex. actually Amex, correct. Amex You're correct. I know the publication well. Yeah. So I got <laughs> an... Tucci was on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> let's not... <laughs> let's avoid That's this, please. Right. That's right. Do not go there. So Do... I got a... Uh, Let it go. I got, a, uh, <laughs> I got an email today. No joke today. I can show it to you. From Departures Magazine. How to drink grower champagne. Wow. Love that. Interesting. And it's a whole write-up totally in line with Senator uh Senator's passion for this spirit. But 
um, they are they 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 are singing the praises of the grower champagnes. Yeah, it's just I mean the thing is, look if you if you try a lot of champagnes from the big champagne houses, they're all a little bit different. But at a point, you realize that there's so much in common among a lot of them. Right? It's just varying degrees of certain things. Grower champagnes is are where like innovation happens in champagne, where like this grower champagne, if I brought you another bottle from another grower, it, it's going to be so wildly different. You'll almost recognize nothing in common among the two. So it's just like the only place to like have fun and explore. It's like, you know, we love single malt scotch, but sometimes we love, we have a Caribbean cast that's aged in a rum cast that imparts a unique flavor or something that uh, comes out of a port barrel that's uh, obviously aged there. So there's just a lot more experimentation that happens with grower champagnes, and that's part of the fun. There's so much to try, and it's just a whole new world. Like like wines, I mean, is are the vintages really important in grower champagne because they're kind of using what they grow that season or like – is vintage like a, in the conversation with it? I would think so, right? Uh, so not not in the same way in the sense that um, 90% of the champagne that is under, really all the champagne that's under $100, $150 a bottle is non-vintage. And so they're not disclosing the year and they are blending uh, different grapes to try to keep that consistency year in and year out. Sort of similar to like, you know, I just mentioned scotch, like you see a 12 year age statement or 15 year age statement. You don't know what years that was from. You just know that on average they were aged a minimum uh, that they were aged a minimum of 12 years. What's in that bottle Um, for the more expensive stuff. They will put the actual year that that was made like similar. You can buy a Macallan bottle that it will literally tell you, right? All of that's from 1999 and it's going to cost you a fortune. Yeah. And in Champagne, the vintage bottles where you do chase vintages that you know are really good like you do in you know red or white uh, uh, still wine. And so um, that's also where you get into a little bit more fun because they're not, um, they're not consistent. They're not like non-vintage bottles where like Paul Roger, non-vintage every year should taste identical. That's what they're going for. But when you start buying like Paul Roger, Sir Winston, that's their, um, their higher end uh, vintage stuff, you know, each year is going to be a little bit different and you go start chasing years that you know are, are really good. That sounds amazing, that bottle. Yeah, right. The Sir Winston bottle. <laughs> we should do that. I'm going to take a bath. <laughs> Eat a proper English breakfast and pound the bottle. In the bath. In the shower? <laughs> well, that's how, that's, how, that's how he drank that's it. That's how he drank it. That's the proper way to toast the New Year's. Wake up the next day, take a bath, get your robe on. Nice. Drink a bottle of champagne. I may have to do that this year. <laughs> Light up a cigar. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this, this cigar. Yeah, this cigar is amazing. This cigar is incredible. So we're coming to the uh, second, third here, boys. I mean, it's everything that I remember from a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's everything I remember. Yeah. And not that uh, you- yeah, This really, you know, this really, to use Puba's line, more than any other, this is more appropriate for this cigar than any other. It's like an old friend. Like one, like this cigar to me is the start of this ridiculous journey, this wild journey that I've been on. Same with Cuban cigars. This is the. This it was is the a start ca- well. It was a catalyst. It was a catalyst. It was a bit of a catalyst. Absolutely. I, it, it, you know, it, for, exactly I think right. For, I think for all of us, oh yeah, it's a bit of a catalyst. That it, um, it's it's because 
it is one of those it is one of those smokes where you just you say to yourself i just can't i can't believe you know baby jesus must have created this thing <laughs> this thing is is uh, is off the chart you know i mean it's it is that good because it's giving you everything yeah uh, not to be repetitive but it like when you on the retro hill like if you want a little like so as you journey through the smoke on the retro hill you can get you'll get that floral it's creamy right? as hell on the retro hill as well it, yeah. it Very is creamy. But it, oh, yeah. it gives you the cream but it gives oh. you the floral right yeah so you're like okay i want a little floral here or there and then maybe you don't retro hail on the next on the next pull and you're tasting a bunch of other things like like baking spices and stuff it's, it's like it's, it's off really the chain. it's, it's off off, the chain. It, it is a little off the chain it's crazy i'm just, not gonna just lie. smelling the aroma that's coming off of the cigar it's just just oh, absolutely delicious. It's intoxicating. <laughs> Outstanding. I agree with you. The it aroma. Should be, yeah, it should it was... be turned into like perfume. You know, after having this cigar <laughs> two years ago, three years ago, however many years ago it was, you know, I started, we all, I don't know about you guys, but I just hit the internet looking for other cigars. What else is there? I didn't know anything. You hit the I internet did. looking for cigars? I didn't buy anything, but I looked. <laughs> I don't believe it for a second. Gizmo, tell us what you found for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got friends, friends of, friends of you Terminal. You did get me some com. good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every, it, it, we should be handing you chiropractor bills from carrying you around <laughs> on, our, on our digital back for fucking years. You know what? It is <laughs> so extremely true. appreciated, it's boys. so true. <laughs> Much love. Much you know, love. I'm going to throw a word out that I don't know if you guys are familiar with that i it kind of this cigar kind of does it for me did you ever hear that japanese word umami like the the fifth taste of like savoriness like total satisfaction this cigar is umami for me it's like that's the best way i could describe what this cigar does for me the smell at the burn line I, i i always go to that but it's just it's magical on this hey listen and you know what Fuck this, Lon. There need we said it. I'll say it again. Lonsdale's are great, yep. and this notion, they the, the way they deliver the smoke, um, and how they feel in the hand, they're they're everything and then some. And uh, and for me, I wish they may. I know we've said it a thousand times, but this delivers the perfect amount of smoke with the that kind of pointed delivery. With the right amount of combustion, I just really love the size too. Yeah. It's just, I, uh, I, it's awesome. You know, I really do. I agree. There's a funny characteristic though about this cigar and just the way that it was boxed that I'm going to say something controversial. I'm looking well, at everyone's cigar. It's slightly, this is packed in and it's yeah. a little box press. It's yeah, a bit. it's semi box press. Yeah. It's an address box. It's, <laughs> it's the opposite of like you look at um, an 898, those are, those are not at all box press. No. Correct. I love how this feels in my hand with oh, this yeah. light box press. Yep. I, I I would I would love for there to be more Lonsdales like this. Like this. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's semi it's, it's, it's semi box press. Yeah. Like it's like Arsenio in I, coming to America. I semi. think Cuban cigars are meant to be smoked <laughs> in these smaller ring gauges. Agreed. I agree. You're Agreed. right. I just wish it came in a fifty cab. Mm. I wish they still made any of them. I wish they made more cigars in fifty oh, no. cabs. Yeah. So we've had a, uh, an excellent year, boys, on the podcast. And I, um, just because I'm kind of fascinated with, with, with data and the reviews and we have all the numbers and everything, I kind of wanted to go through uh, some of the cigars and liquor that we rated highly and, and didn't rate so highly um, and see what kind of memories that brings up. So the one thing I thought that was really cool 
and we talked about this off the off the podcast, but um, oh, Senator's opening yeah. the second bottle as we get ready for another saber. Are you going to saber again? I might get lazy on this one. I think. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Come just, on, just open it. Just open it. All We're right. ready for more. I don't want to spill any. Wow! Wow! Oh, that was a nice pop. So uh, the one thing I thought was cool and I wanted to discuss with you guys is that we rated non-Cuban cigars and Cuban cigars very, very closely this year. So um, Cuban cigars were an average rating of 8.0 and New World were an average of 7.8. Now, what's interesting about that is New World would have probably been like right in line with Cuban at 8.0 had we not done that Las Calaveras um, the Nightmare Before Christmas episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which we, we'll never forget that cigar. Yeah, which was horrible. And I think we gave it a 3.8 or something. Pula wow. missed that on that one. Yeah. I wish he was there for that. But but um, I thought that was interesting, though, that, we're, you know, that they're kind of in line with each other. New World and, 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 and Cuban are neck and neck as far as ratings go. Because I would have expected that Cubans, Cubans would have been, been higher. Off the charts. Yeah. And that's just not the case. Why, why, do you think, why do you think that is? Any ideas? Well, because we do love a robust cigar. The, in general, I think we pursue flavor. Why do you Could think? Could be this? an idea. No, I, I, I think we kind of also. It's not like we, we don't really like to pick, super shitty cigars either, <laughs> to smoke. So I think they come well, in kind of neck and neck because there's, we, there's some there's some truth to that statement. Yeah. It's true. You know, so I think what, what comes on to the, the show is stuff that we would want to smoke and review and talk about as opposed to ruminating over over a cigar that lacks any merit. Like yeah. poet, like having a smoking a Rocky Patel. But we've done that. Uh nineteen ninety six or whatever. No, not they a Rocky. Call it. No, yeah, but, but, no, what I'm saying is it we wouldn't do that just because, yeah, because we have done padrones. Yeah. And we have done Davidoffs. Yeah. And we have done Fuentes. Yeah. Ashton's. Right? We've done all kinds of stuff. stuff. We've done, we've, we've, we've we've done, done a lot of Foundation, Drew Estate. We've, we've, we've had a lot of surprises in the New World. I think we've had more surprises in New Worlds than we have in Cubans. We did an Avo. I agree. Yeah, yeah agreed. That Liga, that Liga was a home run. You know? I have a bit of a different take. I mean, we've done some New Worlds I have never heard of, I'm not at all familiar with, that have been like completely surprising to me. Um, my take on this, I mean, I think I think Bam's onto something about like we do pursue robust flavor. Like even in Cubans, you know, we're not guys that really chase the mildest Cubans. We're we're looking for the more medium, medium full Cubans. Um, and so it's easier to find flavor in New World cigars. I think that that's one thing. Um, the other thing, you know, a lot of particularly when we review some younger Cuban sticks, um, most Cubans are put out much fresher, much That's younger true. than New World sticks are. You know, true. we talk about sometimes it's like, well, wow, I spend fifteen dollars on you know X Cuban cigar and it has no age whatsoever, or I spend fifteen dollars on a Padron and it's got minimum four years of age. So I think like there's a little bit of an advantage sometimes with some of those New Worlds that come to us with age on it that we don't have to age ourselves. So I think all those factors kind of contribute to. Believe me, I was surprised that the ratings are neck and neck on both. But um, when I just think of some of the new worlds that we've been so shocked by and we're sitting there saying, wow, this is surprisingly smooth and it's flavorful, 
I mean, it's because it's got age on it a lot of the time. And also, when the listeners recommend uh, cigars, they're recommending the best that, that they enjoy. So we tend to smoke some of the cigars which people are just enjoying at an average, which tend to be the better cigars, I would think. I, I, the reason why I was surprised is, especially on the New World side, is that we've reached for a lot of cigars we were not familiar with. Sometimes we're kind of just hoping or guessing are going to be okay. And I, I think a lot of the time they've surprised us. Some became part of our normal rotation. Yeah. The Ashton so, VSG. Yeah, like, I mean, Absolutely. perfect example. I, yeah. Again, I, I bought the El Senador as a joke, right? Yeah. It just had my name. I, I, there was no reason for me to pursue that cigar other than that. And we were just pleasantly surprised that for 8.8. 8. It that's was a home run. 8.8, and that thing run. you can find for under 10 bucks. That is a yeah. home run cigar. And, yeah. and the Ashton VSG illusion? Yeah. Uh, well, that, that, like, also an 8.8. 8. Yeah, yeah, Senator was Delicious like. Delicious cigar. The, he went into the episode saying, fuck the cigar. There's no way this thing's going to be good. That was literally his attitude. And, yeah. he, and then now that cigar is in everybody's humidor. It is. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So I want to go through, let's say, the top 10 cigars we've done since the podca podcast started. I'm going to include the ones we did in, what, November and December last year. It's only two extra months. But so you're going to go only, back all Only the include the ones that we had three puffs of and then we gave the rest. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Cigar Fish. You're, you're going back to the very first episode, Yeah, right? so yeah, yeah. It's just a, right. I just have all of them. Okay. But uh, most of them are after that time. So uh, the number one rated cigar that we've done on the pod, of course, was the Padron 80th Anniversary Maduro, which got a 10.0. The runner-up was Don Carlos Eye of the Shark with a 9.9. .9. And then interesting to the comment you just made, Senator, the third number uh, taking the bronze medal was the H. Upman number two, Love 14, that Puba brought in, which was yeah. a 9.8. 9 yeah. So we can pause there for a second because interesting. The Cigar Aficionado just announced the Upman 2 as Cigar of the Year. Yeah, man. For 2022. Now, they heard they've been listening to our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and they rated it, which I found interesting, because they rated it on a May 2022 box. So those cigars, young, I just don't think are that great. I Obviously, I think with, with three to five to eight years in Puba's case, when he brought those in, that's really when they shine. But I was surprised that a six-month-old box got a... Cigar of the year from them, but also mm. none of Cuban. us. None of us have had a 2022. No, I have up and oh, you have. I have. You have. Yeah, interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. mm. I just wanted to try it because you know I was curious how they were smoking because it looked great, and it was just a little rough. A young, you know, it just needs time. Yeah, you, you know, know what's interesting is I was listening to one of these episodes where they were talking about Cuban cigars. I think it was these guys from David Off in London. And they were saying that by the time the Cubans really get to the box, so by the time you get the box code, they already age around three years. So they say you should somewhat add. And by the way, I don't know that whether that's true. true or not. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you guys true. have come from Cuba yeah. themselves. But it was just one of the comments they'd made. So. I think maybe that, that may be an older case, but it's certainly not the case now. Mm. Except now they have a supply issue on packaging. So maybe... It, Maybe the, the age is starting to creep up but before you they know, ship out. But. Going back to your top three, you know, mm -hmm. two out of the three top-rated cigars are world-class New World cigars. Yeah. So it, it's no surprise that the rating of the, uh, the the balance between the Cuban and New Worlds are neck and neck. Look, at, look at how I mean, high those two cigars yeah, are. To your the, point. But the 80th was also a five-year aged 80th. That's true. Well, that's true. Nine. 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 That's nine year aged yeah. 80th. But so, and by so the way, the, and by so the way, the by the way, yes, and so was the Upman. And by the way, it ruined, the, <laughs> it ruined. The, the regular 80th for me because remember, <laughs> I, 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 so I go back down to Florida 
and I, I'm, I'm, I'm out doing my thing at the Monte Cristo Lounge, uh, <laughs> uh, where I go, and uh, I sat down and I had one, and this was maybe four or five days after. You know, uh, the yeah. yeah, and you're, you're just like, and I'm like, this is just not even, this isn't the same cigar. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So I just, for the listener, just take it with the grain because it really isn't. I mean, that was a different 80th. And yeah. that's why I'm saying this, I'm saying the same thing about the what oven you're too. Yeah. It They're was significantly same. different. I mean, and it had all... like crystals on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to Bam Bam's point too, I mean, and, and I'm going to continue to go through these here, but it's really kind of even... The top ten, let's say, um, eleven cigars uh, that are that have that we've done in the pod. I mean, it's really kind of an even balance. Well, go, between go, keep going. Yeah, Cuban and non-Cuban. Yeah, please. So, uh, number four was the Los Statos Deluxe Delirios, another significantly aged cigar from the 1970s. Was a 9.7. Then our uh, class favorite, Padron 1964 Exclusivo Maduro, was a 9.6. Uh, the K Dorsey Coronas Claros was number six at 9.4. Mm, and then the Partagas Calebros, which we just discussed, was yep. a 9.3. It's high praise. It's very high praise. Tied for last place here. On, well, not last place, but tied for... Uh, Top 10. Let's say eight through mm. 10. All of these had a 9.2. Davidoff Chef's Edition 2021. The Davidoff Dominicana. The Partagas Series D number four, which we did exactly a year ago today. And the Davidoff Late Hour in Churchill. Yeah, I think the chef's edition would be I'd rate that hot, but you know, on the composite. I mean that the that's a that was that's a really That's a 10. C- that's a that yeah. <laughs> it's that's crazy. a damn good cigar. I don't know when they're going to come out. With I so, know what senators going to say. And that's a new world cigar. Yeah, yeah. I was about to go there. How many in the top 10 are Cuban and how many are new world again? It's pretty pretty easy. Even. So 5 and yeah. 5. Yeah, 5 and 5 or so. That's this is right there. About a year ago, do you think we were a little more conservative in terms of our rating and we've become a little more, or now that we just... No, I don't think so. Pretty consistent. consistent. So let's talk about the worst cigars we've done. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> what what about right. the cigars that never made it? Oh, uh, yeah. They're so, in the garden right now. So the, uh, the worst cigar we've reviewed on the podcast was only about a week and a half ago. The Crowned Heads Las Calaveras EL 2022 with a 3.3. What, yeah. what even is that? Where did we ever what is hear that? about what that cigar? What is that cigar? Yeah. I it came highly recommended. Las Calaveras? Can you do Let me, me a tell favor? you something. Is that you were Hold on. Gift him one, please. I will. Please. I will. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a Lonzel. <laughs> All right. Runner-up for stinker of the year was the Hoyo de Nicaragua Antonio Bellicoso with a 5.0. That was disappointing. Horrible mm-hmm. cigar. What? My Father the Judge got a 5.6. People fucking smoke that. They do. No, they do smoke it. <laughs> they smoke, they smoke all love these. The judge. Bro, it's love a the wildly judge. popular cigar. Wildly popular. Is that a backyard smoke? Uh, I, I might be. Uh-huh. Yes. It's like it's maybe like, in a really windy it's day. It's like yeah. putting your entire campfire in your mouth. It's so uh, the fourth word cigar we've smoked is the Opus. Ramon Ionis. LCDH Superioris with a 5.7. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Atabay Brujos in Robusto was a 5.8. Where's the La Punta? That's, uh, that's coming be. up next, Bam Bam, yeah, San Cristobal. <laughs> De La Havana, La Punta, 5.9. Bad meat in a can. What about the it Opus? It is bad meat in a can. Uh, Opus, was, uh, Opus is there. It's a 6.6. That was tied with the Punch Duke. Uh, E.P. Carrillo Pledge, which was uh, Cigar Aficionado Cigar of the Year last year, 6.5. Uh, 
Avo Synchro, Caribe, 6.4. Herrera, Esteli, Habano, Robusto, 6.3, tied with the Monte Cristo number one. Mm. And then uh, kind of in the middle there, Diplomatico number two was a 6.2. So those are really the only cigars that have come in under seven uh, were those cigars I just listed. Um, a lot of stinkers there. A lot of stinkers there, especially that Crown Heads and the, and the Hoya de Nicaragua. Um, but, you know, like we've said several times in the podcast, guys, we've gotten very, very lucky uh, with the pairings and the cigars we've chosen. I mean, we've really not had a lot of stinkers, which has been a real blessing because yeah, real some treat. of them, I mean, you know, we, we'd come into the recording and like, oh, what's this going to be like, yeah. you know? And, and, and a lot of them have really surprised us. But what was cool is there were moments where we would come into a recording and we knew it was going to be a home run. Yeah. And we were just, the anticipation was just, you know, amazing. Absolutely. What did the Monte Cristo? Um, uh, the Dumas? The it wasn't malt, the Dumas. Maltese? It was the Maltese. What did that rate? 8.9, Puba. That was a great cigar. So that was right off. That was right off the, that was right well, under nine. That was That's the actually Lina, right? the only 8.9 that we did. We did it. We got a bunch of nines. Uh, Ramon Aon especially selected. Davidoff Millennium Pyramids and Robusto were both nines. Yes, baby. Ramon, Small Club Corona, Senadoras, <laughs> all nines. Ras was nine. what? Nine. Nine. Point zero. Flat nine. That's good. So, so um, we haven't done the 898. No. We have to do the Partagas 898. Yeah. Special cigar. New, Year, New Year's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll come in tomorrow and do that one. Yeah. So, boys, uh, what are you thinking about this cigar right now? Because I've been talking a lot, and this is just really stunning. There's just one thing I want to say about this cigar as you smoke it. This is one of the few cigars that I think just gets better and better as you smoke it. I think a lot of cigars we say either are just consistent all the way through um, or obviously on the flip side of that, we've had countless cigars that just start to fizzle out and disappoint as you smoke it further along. Um, to me, the flavors just get um, a little bolder when you get into the final third. And particularly in the middle of the cigar, I feel like that creaminess really picks up. It gets like that much richer um, and kind of coats your mouth more, which I, I, I yeah. just appreciate with the yeah, flavor to, profile. I mean, to, to me, it's the most balanced and complex smoke or at least one of the most balanced and complex in more ways than one. In a very I mean, smooth delivery. Yeah. The delivery yeah. just continues. You can retrohale it all the way down. Oh, yeah. It's the, crazy. You can, re, you can retrohale it, and, but, but, it's, but it's built in strength to the point where, not strength, but body. Yeah. It's built in body to a point where you think you may not be able to do that, and then you do it, and, and you're, like, very pleasurable. you're like, oh, my God, yeah. like this is... This is really delivering. Uh. The, the other thing did you notice when Giz wow. was when Gizmo was rattling off the top ten? There was a point at which this room was so filled with smoke. Yeah, I mean he was like a haze across the room, and I'm just amazed for a cigar of this ring gauge. The smoke output is the just awesome. ridiculous. The combustion. Yeah. How many times have we said that about a good Lonsdale? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot. No, but for a Cuban cigar to give that much smoke output, you know, there were a few and far between. Yeah, this is really good. So while yeah, we're talking about good. ratings, boys, I also want to discuss the formal liquor ratings and kind of just breeze oh, through yeah. the top uh, spirits that we've done. Now, these have all been done in 2022 because we actually didn't start rating uh, liquor until episode 13. So the first 12 episodes of pairings that we did, we didn't do that. And then Grinder called me one day. He's like, why don't we rate the liquors too? And then <laughs> we started doing it. So the average liquor rating across the board was a 7.7, which a Again, in line with the Cubans, kind of, kind of right there. 
Very interesting. High sevens. Yeah. Um, so the best spirit we did all year. Do you guys know what it was? No. Remy the, XO. The Remy, Remy yeah. Martin XO I at a it. ten. That's a ten. Baby. Right behind that, this one surprised me when it's I saw the list today. Seventeen thirty-eight was the Guinness Draft was a nine point four. Oh my wow. god! Guinness Draft beer. Yeah, wow, it's, it's, it's uh, legendary. Was, was it the alcoholic one or the non-alcoholic <laughs> one? Some dubious. It was data. the alcoholic. For the, for the record, I was not here for that rating. <laughs> dubious data. Why is that an outlier? They're oh. both good. They're All right, both good. so. Uh, Taken bronze is a tie between Glenlivet 18 and Remy Martin 1738 Cognac, both at 9.3. Both delicious. Can we and then, pause for a quick second? There <laughs> oh, we well, go. He, we, he, he's going to say he didn't have context for the XO rating. No, no, no. What? No, no. I don't know. Oh, the XO ratings deserve Where's it. Where's the Paul Roger rating? What I'm saying is, no, no, very simply. We didn't rate that. As we started trying spirits that we haven't had before, I emphasize how much I wanted to get into the world of Cognac. The fact that there are two cognacs in our top, top three. four yeah. is outrageous. None of us were drinking cognac no, we weren't. before no. this podcast. But now that's 1738. That's a staple. Staple. It's a staple. I, I, can't, I, have, I can't get enough of it. Yep. Dude, it's ridiculous. You're welcome, guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but the- I have to thank Senator, because if you didn't introduce us to the XL, I wouldn't have bought 100%. this. hundred percent. So rounding out the top five is a three-way tie, which to your point about interesting spirits that we've tried that we weren't really familiar with, uh, the Balvenie 12 Doublewood, obviously that's a staple, a 9.2. Also 9.2s were Hibiki, Japanese Harmony, Dude. and the Nikka uh, Coffee Grain, both oh, Japanese whiskey. Was that Hibiki evening with the Millennium Pyramid, stellar evening for yeah. me. Fantastic pairing. Fantastic. And uh, and and just one more note: the only other nine point zero all year was uh, the best wine that we had that we rated was the Jordan Cabernet from twenty seventeen. That was very very good. So clearly, we didn't rate Paul Roger. We didn't rate no. Paul Roger. Ah, um, that the, would be a ten. That would be up there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Picking have, up the rear high I'm, eights, uh, both eight point eight was a Stag's Leap Artemis and the Four Roses, uh, Four Roses, excuse me, Small Batch Select. That was good. That was also surprising, by the yeah, way. That was that was, that was our that was from our friend but O. That was four roses. What was small batch select? Small batch select. Big how, difference between how come we didn't the others rate and the uh, champagne. We're I just we, think, we weren't doing it at that time. Yeah, I think it was probably like was a special early. episode that we did. And yeah, we did I, I, liquor rating. Maybe I'm, I'm maybe this may be controversial, but I have to say that I I think I like this champagne that we're drinking tonight. Better than the Paul Roger for me. Oh, that's a bold statement. It, it's just delicious. It, it's got such flavor. It's delicious. It's a pretty. It's for me to comp- the complexity. I, I love right it. There. I love it. The complexity is really there. It's complex. I don't yeah. know if I'd rate it. And higher. what Puba said earlier, it will hold up with a meal, and that has a lot of merit. That's the thing. I mean, most champagnes are like you know they're great before dinner. You're having some hors d'oeuvres. They that's usually where champagne slots in, and then some of these more complex champagnes like hold up with meals yeah like among the big champagne houses like bollinger checks that box that's why i was so excited to do that i think we did that the uh the 80th episode right yep Yep. and i think this like with such a complex cigar that it it almost feels like a meal it's like we said this about the chef's edition cigar like there was complexity about that cigar you're like sitting there just thinking about all the different flavors you're getting and and i think this champagne delivers a similar experience totally in that it, it really has complexity yeah. Um, and a long finish. It just like it, oh it's, yeah, it's, it's like so a meal. satisfying. I could start my night with this, have a meal with it, and then wrap up the evening with this as well. For me, 
So let's talk about some of the stinkers on liquor. <laughs> the worst. Li- I love doing this because I just love shitting on bad. What are the Dalmany Fifteen or something? The worst. Liquor. Open up your heart and let that hate out. <laughs> remember, oh, remember, remember the thing that with the with the gold. That thing. was a yeah, Japanese. Oh, that's, oh, that that's coming. The that's dragon. Coming. The dragon. <laughs> that's the dragon I broke. That was on the uh, that was on the Nightmare Before Christmas episode a week and a half. Yeah, ago. Yeah, Puba wasn't here for. Yeah, that. he missed that one too. Yeah. What a night that was. I was uh, conveniently absent. <laughs> <laughs> so the worst uh, spirit that we did all year long was the fruity decadence. Oh, of Singleton geez. 15. That was awful. 3.6. That's, what? That, that's the worst thing <laughs> of all time. It was disgusting. It was I horrible. would pay them just to stop making it. I would do that. I, mean, I would seriously. do a GoFundMe just you know to have them do? stop producing. You could cinema. use that to wash your tools with. I, I think I, I, I have to take some of the blame because when you brought it in, I, I kind of tainted the room because I was like, <laughs> oh, no. No, did no, you, you re- didn't taint the room enough. Nothing to, could taint the room. The with flavor that. Taste, I mean, tainted the room. I the just, flavor did it. Not dude. you. It looked like a a, a medicine bottle. Yes. from the from eighteen eighty six. That's with, the purpose. With with, with the with uh, that was the purpose. With uh, what's it called? Kevin Costner. What's this guy's name? We love the woman. The postman. We love the woman. Yellowstone. What, no, no, the, no. Oh, eighteen eighty six. We love me and Rooster are in love. What what what's her name? Becca. No, no, come no. on. What's the country the, the star's blonde. name? Oh, Faith Her, Hill? Faith oh, Hill. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm all in on that. My God. <laughs> you're, you're, you're all what in on What a woman. <laughs> all right, so Singleton 15 was a 3.6. Runner-up, worst thing we've had all year was the... This is And this is what's interesting, which is why I wanted to highlight the other Japanese whiskeys that were the, the on the top end. Because uh, the, the two runners-up uh, worst spirit we've had all year. One was that Ryujin Japanese whiskey at a 3.8. And the other one was was a surprise to me was the Yamato Japanese whiskey, which came in at a 4.8. That yeah. was a real stinker. Yeah, it yeah was. that was terrible. That was a real stinker. They used that in Japan on amputees. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> they, they, they put like a, a piece of leather in your mouth and then like, <laughs> then like make you drink that and then like clean the wound with the with that. Please. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh so you know it's amazing that the two japanese whiskeys were in the top five and then two were also in the bottom mm-hmm. uh, of the spirits that we did uh number four worst uh, spirit was the akintoshin 12 which was pretty horrible was terrible and then the maker's mark 46 which was a major disappointment was a 5.2 yep now the mm. the standard on the shelf makers mark is very it's good. great. Like yeah. that that was the Love saddest that. thing. It's like I think yeah. I don't think any of us oh. don't dislike makers. No. The fact that that's supposed to be their higher end version of regular makers that awful. Was that what was a joke. Awful. Just just to do it, uh, the other spirits under seven. The Dalmore twelve was a six point two, and then a three way tie at six point eight. The Oban Little Bay, the mm. Whistle Pig Piggyback Rye six year, and the Akashi White Oak. Right. I'm surprised on the Little Bay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Six yeah, I rated a little bit low. I rated that high, I think. I gave it an eight, if I remember correctly. I like that. Back in the so day. that's uh that's our year in review, boys. Nice. We've saved lizards a lot of money. We oh, have yeah. And we've spent a lot of lizard money too yeah. <laughs> out there chasing some of these uh some of these cigars. He's gonna lose the leg, laddie. Get out the singleton. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to chop it off. <laughs> <laughs> Sanitize it. 
Grab that bottle of singleton. All right, laddie. Bite down hard. It's coming. I got the saw out. Stand still, laddie. Hold them down, goddammit. I just love that you're doing all this, and all I can think about is fruity decadence. But the best is, like, it, 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 went from, it went from ninjas applying it to wounds to this Scottish guy. <laughs> having a, a having down, a leg <laughs> he got his, off. He got his leg caught in the machine. Oh, oh, now, now he's in a Victorian era sweatshop. Please stop. The, the machines. Oh my god. Broadly speaking, oh. the machines. <laughs> I think I need a minute. Oh god. This cigar. I'll tell you enough of the visuals that you you provided today. I don't think it started early in the evening. I think that's what they made the singleton for. You think they're gonna call and sponsor? I don't think so. <laughs> they need that's, a new marketing guy. They, Decadent and fruity? they need a new master we blender. Need is what they need. We need Diazio on. There you go. Oh yeah. Love that. Get their ambassador. Oh, man. I'm on my way to my third glass of this champagne. Oh, it's delicious. Dude. It's so drinkable, man. So uh, we're going to do a full rundown of, we, you know, we did it last year in January of the uh, Cigar Aficionado Top 25. We'll do that again. But, uh, you know, we briefly spoke about it. But what do you guys think of Upman 2? So it's the first Cuban taking the top spot in Cigar Aficionado in like 10 years. Is that right? You know, and, and the rest of the 25, I think, was pretty weak. We'll go through that in January. But um, I was surprised to see a Habanos product, it, number one. It was exciting to see, honestly. Yeah. yeah, I was thrilled for that. But that cigar in particular, the reason I was really pleased to see that, I forget what prompted me at all to be interested in pursuing Upman 2s. But I know Giz and I were trying to find some BRE well, it's because I, mean, I, I know that's true, Puba. So that that's that is the answer to the question. So Puba obviously is is the resident Upman lizard, and there we go. He's got his Upman uh, cigar case right with him. <laughs> and I think you and I were looking for these BRE boxes, like eighteen around 19. that time. BRE just Upman, 19. just Upman factory boxes, totally. Yeah. And we were able to source some, and I wasn't trying to smoke through them very quickly. They were just kind of sitting in my humidor, and I remember. Um, in the summer, when I was going to Greece um, on vacation, I brought a ton. I brought, f I, actually, I remember exactly how many. I brought 44 or 45 cigars <laughs> with me for the week. And I only came back with like five. Like, I actually plowed through that's, all I, of them. That's pretty it was, impressive. It was very. amazing. Those, he's, he remembers the number. That's He's, he's a Virgo. He's very fastidious. <laughs> fastidious, yes. <laughs> they, they, they make me admit all this at rehab. <laughs> In Connecticut. That's right. <laughs> and uh, the, the reason I say this, though, I mean, I brought so many cigars with me. And I was just expecting, like, certain staples that I smoke a lot of to, like, be the cigars that I enjoyed most on that trip. I even brought Chef's Edition with me. I smoked there. I mean, everything. New World, uh, uh, Cuban, all of it. I couldn't believe. I remember, I think, I think Gizmo is the one who asked me, like, what was the best cigar that you smoked when you were there? And for some reason, I just never expected. But it was so obviously the case that the best stick I lit up there was an Upman 2. Hmm. I was blown away. Hmm. Yeah, yeah they are. They're magical. They're, they they're are, amazing cigars. They're man. incredibly delicious. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. been an advocate in the group for that cigar for a long, long time. There were detractors uh, for periods of time saying, hey, 
It needs to. They need to sit down. I believe they need to lay not detractors. I shouldn't even say that. But, no. but, but, I do believe that particular um, cigar needs does benefit from time, maybe more than uh, a D four robusto or something like that. How you, long? You, you How know, long? You- I just think they need like almost like a Bolivar needs a, in my view, needs a little bit of time to sit down. What do you think, three years, five years minimum? Um, not that they're comparing the Boulevard, because the BBF and that cigar, the profiles are very different. They're different. They're yeah. very different. But I'm not, but they just need, I think that there's, um, whatever the primings are, there's definitely more Lajero in, 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 a, in a Boulevard, for sure. But I think that because of the ring gauge at the from the foot down, there's just more tobacco in there. I just think they may need to sit for whatever reason. It's just my hypothesis that they need a so little, what's the little no, bit what's of the time. Number? I really think two years probably. Yeah, I makes, think two is a fair you know, number. That makes sense. Two to three yeah, years that makes is sense. probably about the right time, which generally speaking is probably a good time anyway, generally speaking, with yeah. Cuban tobacco. <clears throat> you know, I mean, yeah, do D4s, you know, can, yeah, sure. But but most so here's things. An, but here's most the thing, things though, I think benefit from a couple of what, years. What's funny about you saying D four? I mean, uh, Rooster and I have talked. We, he was looking for a box of twenty twos recently, but the D fours right now fresh. Are you 20, are you okay, hold on. Rooster? Rooster's buying twenty twos. Twenty maybe he was stroking out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's an indictment. Like the guy in the plane. That is an indictment. By the way. <laughs> Well, when you have 2014, 15, 16, oh, 17. Oh, wait. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wow. Relax. Like you're, like you're the only one, guy. Somebody, somebody asked me the question I had to answer. <laughs> I mean, the he's doing this has humidor begun. flexing with your D4s. Please. All right, everybody pull your pants down. <laughs> he's flexing his D4 so, aging program. So D4s, so I've... <laughs> I've had both D4s and Upman 2s from mid-2022. And the Upman 2s, like I said, I think, you know, to use one of your words, Puba, they preview amazing, but they really have some rough edges. But the D4s, man, are smoking. They're awesome. Yeah, they smoke brilliantly. Young, young, they're great. Yeah, they, yeah. Brilliantly. Yeah. yeah. I think they the 21, 19, but, 20, 21 boxes are smoking really But well. also the 21 Upmans are nice. I had one two weeks ago, so I thought it was fabulous. Well, there you go. I I was surprised again. I can't say it enough. I was very surprised to see Cigar Aficionado put a Habano cigar with no advertising dollars behind it. First time in ten years. Maybe it, it was just its time, but to put a Habano cigar number it one says it was a amazing. lot. It's a but well, it's it about, says a lot. It's about what I think. I think some of it has to do with about what Rob was talking about. It's the runs. It's it's sometimes there are these runs of of great cigars and and they happen. And you know you, you catch lightning in a bottle, and you know run to run, run. You know you, there's some variability there, some. So, but 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 the but the but the the blend is still the blend. They don't change it. I mean, they, yeah. you know you can tell it's an Upman too. Um, but I I have a lot of boxes. I mean, I have a decent amount. I, I want to say I have seven boxes or something like that. You know that I have kind of stacked away you know year by year by year um 15 16 17 you know whatever you know going up because i like the cigar so much um and they just sit yeah and also where they're rolled you know 
I mean, you, you, you they're rolled in Partagas or they're rolled at Upman. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm saying, I mean, just across the board, I mean, you want to source sticks that are rolled in good factories, yeah. good codes. So, yeah. you know. No, they not, roll that stick in the good. They, you know, I mean, not particularly fire. that stick. I'm talking about just in general. That yeah. is a flagship cigar. Yeah, that up into it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. certainly is. And, and it's about, nice they got props. I mean, hey, look, yeah. that, that you know, well deserved. Yeah, mm-hmm. well deserved. It's. Uh, I just think like I think like Pagoda said. I mean, they must have listened to that episode. <laughs> just really had. Of course, a they did. They need to pay attention. I got to say, we were ahead of that one this year, boys. We were. We were ahead of it. <laughs> ah, we were ahead of it. But you know, they they don't smoke the whole cigar. No, three, apparently not. Three puffs and down. Yeah, they don't smoke much of it. Yeah, is that so true? It's, it's hard to. That's tell. a rumor. There's no fact no. behind can, that. Can but we it's, get it's Gizmo pretty... on that tasting panel? Yeah, that'd too. be nice. <laughs> <laughs> what were you calling the other day, Cigar Insider? <laughs> yeah. No, that's that was a bad word. <laughs> that's right. You're my insider. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm riding your coattails. <laughs> you're, you're thinking of some other. We should insider. have a newsletter and call it Cigar Insider. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. So uh, we're in the last third here, boys, on the Vegas Rubenia Classico. I don't want for it to our end. special. Don't want it to end. Yeah, it's it's just excellent. It's so special, man. Perfect cigar to choose for New Year's Eve episode tonight. What's interesting is I'm getting more wh- white pepper now. Yeah. In addition to everything that we've discussed, it's all continuing well, down. Yeah. Like Puba and uh, Senator yeah, were saying, spice. It's, yeah. it's been picking it's, up. But it's so smooth still. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm surprised at how slow you've been smoking this band. I Usually, know. Well, yeah, wow. this is a special cigar I can't go through. You quickly. actively have to smoke this slowly. You do. I think if you rush I mean, it, it's a real disservice to the Absolutely. Cigar. Absolutely. I feel like I've been milking it, and I'm basically at the nub. So... We're not that far behind. So do you guys have any, uh, I'm not a big New Year's resolution guy, but do you guys yeah. have any uh, yeah, plans do. for the new year? No, I need to lose 20 pounds. That's my resolution. That's such a novel. That was from last year. Then That's I, such a novel resolution. Spend so much more time with you guys. <laughs> I've been pr- asking myself to lose 20 pounds for three, four years. I can't do it, but I'm going to do it this year. Well, we have a program for you. Just eat clean, bro. <laughs> 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 no, it's... Eat clean, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else have any uh, plans for the new year? Plans or resolutions? Resolutions. Plans? Same thing. S- keep spending as much time with my daughter as possible. And there, you yeah. there you go. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Kids, baby. There you go. Nice. There you go. Yeah, I want to smoke some more 22 boxes. <laughs> <laughs> this college education for the kids is just... Turn his mic off, please. Don't. <laughs> I'm going to go with don't die. <laughs> That's your resolution? For 100. Yeah, don't die. Alex, Alex I'd, like, don't, I'd like don't die for 500. <laughs> God forbid. So are you guys ready to do the uh, formal liquor rating yeah. on our champagne tonight? Mm-hmm. All the ratings. So I think, by the way, this is the first time we're actually rating the champagne, which I think is a sin. It uh, is. Uh, we did not rate the Bollinger and we did not rate the Paul Roger. I can give my ratings. Can, for can, so I'm going to say something go controversial. I wouldn't can mind we, rating all of can them. Can we go around and rate all three of them? Yeah. Ooh, together. Great idea. So honestly, I remember all, th- all the other two in this one. I'm happy to do that. I would love I'm very right, happy do to do let's that. Do can we start with the lizard staple of Paul Roger first and work our way up to this? Can we do each does their, their three? Or are we doing th- one all the way one, around, I would do around, one the, around the horn three times? Yeah. All right, just have them ready. So we All right, can, let's uh, go. I'm ready. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, what are we, we're going to start with Paul Roger first. Okay. Then we'll be Bollinger. But now I have, a, now I have a perspective. I know, like, I've tried all of them. Exactly right. 
Which is kind of unfair. Senator, what is this uh, champagne called? Vilmar and C. It's very. This is going to be tough without the fractions. I mean, like. Yeah, well. It's going to be tough without. I'm just saying. I'll just say this, not to color ratings, but why I, I don't think we should view this as we need fractions is I've made this point many times about champagne. These all have different times and places. So like we were having a, a discussion like, well, do I prefer this one or do I prefer that one? And like to okay, me, the answer fine, is like, well, fine. in this instance, I would prefer this. But in that instance, I would prefer that. Okay. So think of it enough. as occasions. All right. That's all right. That's all right. Here good we go. Time. So we're going to do all three champagnes that we've had on the podcast in order that we had them. We're going to do a uh, uh, service to Paul Roger and Bollinger and tonight's uh, champagne. So let's start with the Paul Roger. Bam, bam, you're up. Eight. Eight. Okay. Grinder, ten, ten, pagoda, ten, ten. I love it. I bought a couple of bottles today, by the way. Senator, ten all day. I'm going to give Paul Roger a ten for sure. And Puba, interesting. Wow. No pressure. None at all. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. So the formal liquor rating on the Paul Roger a nine point five. Next, excellent. On to Bollinger, Bollinger. I'll get it right at some point. I'll give the Bollinger a nine. All right, Grinder. I'm a nine. Okay. Pagoda. Nine. Senator. Nine. Nine for me too. Look at this. Puba. Ten. Ooh, Ooh. I like that. Wow. All right, going against the grain. Nine point two on the Bollinger. And now for the Vilmar and C. I'm giving this a 10. 10. Grinder? Eight. Eight. Pagoda? Eight. Senator? Nine. Nine for me, too. Puba? Eight. Okay, 8.7 on the Vilmar and C. Wow, that is yeah, I like shocking. It a little, That's I, shocking. I like the effervescence. So, I like it a bit drier. It's uh, shocking. Yeah. So, so again, so, 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 so. I want to give context, can I? Yeah, we're so, all going to give context. Yeah. So I really like the champagne um, a lot, but I think I'd like it with like chicken franchise. Sure. Yeah. During a meal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, but you can then, also have and, it with, no, but, and then you can have it with dessert. You can have no, it without dessert. No, and then be done with it. Like I could, like I not be done with it. Like I need to be done with it because I don't need to be done with it. But like I could have a glass before, then eat the meal, and then I'm I've had enough. I couldn't disagree it, more. It, it, it where for me, Paul Roger and, and Boulanger have a little bit more flexibility for me. That's why, and, and I think the Boulanger give it like it's like Paul Roger plus, maybe. Uh, uh, it, 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 it's almost in between. You've got Paul Roger, then you've got Boulanger kind of in between in terms of body, and then this is this is really full body champagne. So I think the range is good for for me personally. Uh, like for me, the sweet spot is like right in the middle with Boulanger for me, which is why I gave it. Okay, I can rating. I can understand this argument, but honestly, this is the most versatile champagne that we've had so far, in my opinion. Again, I can have it before dinner, during dinner, after dinner with dessert. It's just for me the versatility that gives is a ten for me on this the spirit, absolute ten for me. I I just think for me the Paul Roger just speaks to me the most out of the three. Yeah. 
I you know, when I when I when I think about a champagne, especially something I want to have with a cigar, which is why we're here, right? Paul Roger is the one that really matches the well, best. It's dry, delicious. With a cigar. So I love this discussion. I I don't I don't think anyone's wrong here from my just humble opinion. Um, and I think the thing that's fascinating, I mean, Paul Roger, which I is the only one of the three I gave a ten. I gave it a ten, not because Paul Roger is the most complex. It is not. It's not even close. The other two are actually more complex than sure. Paul Roger is, sure. but Paul Roger is the Padron Exclusivo of Champagne. Mm. Like whenever, I mean, you guys were my perfect test case. I've done this with other friends. When I have friends who say to me, I'm not a champagne guy. I don't drink champagne. That stuff's terrible. Every time someone says that to me, I pour them Paul Roger and they, their whole world changes. You give someone a Padron Exclusivo and it's like their whole world changes. So for me, the price point of Paul Roger is absurdly competitive. Yeah. At forty-five bucks a bottle, it's so reasonable. It's worth every single dollar. How much is that this they bottle? charge? This is seventy to seventy-five a bottle. Oh, so you're talking the Vilmar and C is seventy. Correct. I didn't know that. Now, wow. Now Puba's spectrum, I think objectively is a hundred percent accurate in that Paul Roger is the lightest of it. It's dry. Sure. It sure. is best served prior to a meal. And it's a drinking champagne. I mean, there's a reason Winston Churchill loves that champagne, right? That's that's you could just drink that stuff like water all the time. Yeah. In between, uh, next, and in between, um, what we're drinking now in Paul Roger would be Boulanger, like like Puba's saying, where there's more complexity that can hold up with a meal, but it's it's not so full that you can't also drink a lot of Boulanger. This is. I would argue the most complex of the three, it's the fullest bodied of the three, and it holds up the best with a meal of the three. Um, and so it kind of goes to my point, like they all have different occasions, but for me, Paul Roger, um, I, I would argue actually is, is the most versatile, um, and the price point's just tremendous, but that takes nothing away from like, I love this, I love, po I love uh, Boulanger, um, and I'm glad to see, I mean, even this, obviously what we're drinking now scored lower, but that's still a very high score to be in the high eights. I'm yeah, surprised eight, how low it scored. Totally. Yeah. And, and I think like, it just validates that there is merit to what grower champagnes, what these growers are doing, which is innovating and doing something different. And the fact that like Puba sitting here saying like, I could have chicken franchise and drink this. Yeah. I think prior to having this champagne It'd be hard to pick many champagnes that you would sit there and say, I would actually pair that with a meal. This is true. Most people would say, well, I would have that before dinner. That would be you know, nice, a little toast, some more d'oeuvres. Most people don't reach for a champagne with an actual main course. And the fact that this can hold up to that, um, I and think it's a testament why, to what that's they do. That's why I love this champagne I so think much. it's built for it. Yeah. 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 The, yeah, ver I think the versatility more, is there. It's more like wine, it's really. Great utility. Like as opposed to, you know, it's closer to wine, I think, than closer to champagne. Yeah. The way we understand bubbly, right? You walk into even a bar, sometimes I feel like having champagne. I'll get a Paul Roger or any drier champagne. You can walk around, you know, you're in a cocktail party. You can walk around with champagne. There are now champagne walls. And this is not the champagne for that for me. And so... Um, you know, by, I kind of agree. I, uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree. Yeah, by design. It's almost no, like, yeah. like, like Paul Roger, you could have a cup of it and it'd be like, 
you know, your wife comes up, hey, hey, honey, let's go dance. And you just take the Paul Roger, half the glass, you go, and you go, take, you put it down in the thing and you guzzle it and you go out on the dance floor. You know, I mean, this is not that. No, right. This is no. just not that kind of champagne. No. Uh, this is so meant again, to be a meal. It's meant to be, a, yeah. So again, for the listener, the Paul Roger was at a 9.5, the Bollinger was at a 9.0, and the C, which we drank tonight, was an 8.7. Delicious, delicious. So you're, you guys are happy with those where those scores ended up? No. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not a champagne guy. I'm very much a novice, but I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this bottle. Well, I really it's, am. It's, it's interesting that the the highest priced bottle got the lowest rating. Yeah, and we didn't know what that price was. No, right. we didn't Un- right. until so, actually after we rated yeah, it, which was wasn't. I, I, I just I'm, I, I'm not a champagne guy, but Paul Roger turned me into a champagne guy, yep. and that will that left an indelible experience on my on my imbibing soul. So it's you know it's one of those things that now I'm like. Yeah, let's get Paul Roger. Let's get some champagne for the for the Christmas party we're hosting. Yeah. I never would have said that. Yeah. But now I'm thinking like, yeah, this would be great. With and you know what? Out of the three, Paul Roger is the only one that that when the podcast ended, I immediately ran out and bought like three or four bottles just to have at the house. I gotta say, it's awesome to learn about this. It is. It really because I didn't know anything about champagne. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. No, it is. Uh, thank you, Senator. Because I, I'll tell you, I've been. You know, I've been invited to quite a few dinners recently, and I've been just taking the Paul Roger, and now these guys are, you know, trying this, and it's, it's you know, this is how the word spreads either oh, way. So. But thank you for the recommendation. That Excellent. Is, that is good shit. <laughs> Speaking, good let shit. me tell you something. Speaking of good shit, the Vegas Rubania Classico did exactly... How the what? fuck did it not get a nine? What the fuck is oh, wrong with you guys? It's the juxtaposition of the vulgarity in combination with the refined... <laughs> The refined etiquette. <laughs> the refined spirit you're drinking, which makes me laugh. You know, I could be a bull in a china shop, and I could be refined soul at the same time. <laughs> so uh, before we do the formal lizard rating on the Vegas Romania Classico, we've come to the end here, boys, unfortunately. I wonder what that's going to be. excellent night. Um, I just, I can't say enough about how great this cigar was and is. I yeah, mean, of course. It's really one of the most special cigars that, I've ever had, and it again lived up to the expectation tonight. Yeah, shocking. Yep. Great, great smoke. Oh yeah. Any final thoughts before we uh, rate it? Six point seven. <laughs> <laughs> I, guys- I just can't believe. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm obviously down to the nub, and I just relit it. And there are so few cigars that you would relight this far down that wouldn't be just like a tar blast, yeah. or just disgusting. It's still so delicious. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just burnt my finger on the knob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard to put it down. And this is one of the few cigars that you can really take it down to the nub. Yeah. And it's not hot. No. Yes. You know, That's it's a good not point. hot at That's all. That's a really it's, good point. And Very the true. flavor is still there. That's another benefit of the size, though, right? Because yeah. there's just not as much flame. Right. And we smoked it slowly, too. You know, it, it, it really demands a slow smoke. Which also helps with that, but it's just uh, just stunning. So, I uh, I don't know if I need to take out the calculator, but I'm, I'm gonna nice. have it out just in case. <laughs> Rooster, let's do the formal lizard rating. You're up. Yeah, it's a ten. All right, Puba. Ten. Ten for me, Senator. Ah, this is a hard one. <laughs> yeah, right. He's so full of shit. I'm putting a ten down. I just wanted to give. I just wanted to give Bam an aneurysm. Oh, <laughs> Enough it, with this fucking rating. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> You're out. It's a ten. It's a ten. Pagoda. Well, for me, it's a nine. 
Oh my gosh. No, it's not. I'm not surprised. You are out. No, I'm out. Yeah, I'm man, out. please no. say it. Well, I'm actually, out. Gizmo says it the best. You're out. <laughs> Why a nine? So, so, so I'll tell you, like, I really enjoyed it in the first third, and I'm really enjoying it now. But in the middle, for me, it got too creamy and woody. Um, I wasn't getting too, a lot. Did I hear too creamy? Yeah, like it felt is that, is like that a I, thing. No, I don't know. I felt like like I was seeking something more. I was seeking a little bit more, either the cocoa or the stronger flavors. I I don't know. I didn't get it. So in Pagoda's defense, I think he likes a much fuller yeah cigar. We, this yeah. is true. Yeah. This is true. I don't know if I can so, accept a nine. But the aneurysm senator was looking for, Pagoda gave it to him. Yeah, Bam this Bam. is perfect. Yeah. Grinder. That's a 10. All right. <laughs> Bam Bam. Oh, let me take a big guess. <laughs> it's a 10 all day long. All right, boys. A 9.9. Wow. For the Vegas Romania Classico. Is that the second highest rated cigar ever? Uh, ties with the Don, uh, the Don Carlos Eye of the Shark. For a second. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That is just unusual. <laughs> I think you're such a lunatic. You're kind of a lunatic. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not, you're just a lunatic. I, you're a lunatic. What I are you like looking that. for? He shanked yeah. the score. What are you looking for? He, he just shanked it. He shanked he the score tonight. Exactly right. He did it. He's a fucking rocket. lunatic. You know what he did? What he did. I was, he, I was so afraid like, to give this score and peer pressure was getting he, to me. I thought, no, should I give he's, it a like, he's like a bit of a sociopath. That's yeah. why you're named yeah. Pagoda. A little bit. You're like, it's like. He warmed up the blade in the fireplace and slipped it in the soft underbelly. <laughs> That's what he just did. That's what he did. That's this what he is did. why he's Pagoda, boys. He stabbed everybody. Oh, it is what it is. Oh, amazing. It's not creamy enough. It's not creamy enough. That's, oh, that's too creamy. No, no, it's too creamy. It's too creamy. It's too creamy. It's too creamy. Well, boys, he likes his coffee black. What do you want? Well, guys, I uh, I can't believe that this is the second time we've done a New Year's Eve episode, and hopefully the second of many. Many more. And a, a fantastic year together, enjoying this hobby, enjoying these cigars and spirits and food and laughter. I love all of you guys. Love you, lizards. I, uh, I hope everybody has a fantastic new year. I hope uh, whatever cigar you lit up with us tonight, that it was enjoyable and we love you, you uh, listeners. Yeah, we love the listeners. We get so many emails and Instagram messages, and it's it's so wonderful. We love hearing from our listeners, and we hope everybody out there has a fantastic New Year. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. What an excellent night! The belly laughs. I mean, I'm I'm so grateful for you guys. It's just it, this is awesome. So yeah, um, yeah peace and love. To peace everybody. and love, baby. Peace and so love. Uh, an eight point seven for the Vilmar and C. Uh, champagne that we had tonight. Senator, thank you for bringing that. Thank you. And a 9.9 for the 2011 Vegas Robania Classico. As he looks at Pagoda. <laughs> that side I glance. Just, Listen, I'm, 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 I'm a bulletproof vest on. <laughs> we should keep the recording going. This is going to be interesting yeah. when we stop. But. Pagoda, whenever you get a chance, just Venmo me 100 bucks. <laughs> Listen, can I write you a check uh, from no Me more, Find Me Bank? No more checks. <laughs> Check from me, find me. Third party check. You're right. Third party. <laughs> All right, boys. It is only, it is only in cashable in certain areas. <laughs> All right, boys. A very, very happy new year to you guys uh, and to our listeners out there. And uh, we'll see you next week. Keep smoking. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. 
You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram, at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.